0: Hey guys, welcome to another quick podcast. This is a series of podcasts that I'm making that I hope to be quick and informative. We're going to go into detail on some smaller topics which deserve their time in the sun, giving you, I hope, a different perspective to the one you've read before. And as a disclaimer, this is for intermediates to dig their teeth into. So if you're a beginner, then please keep that in mind as you listen. Some quick upsells before we begin. All my info is on my website, thomascrownpua.com. You can also find my books there. That's my first year of day game memoir, texting guide, intermediate textbook, and a book of all my best blog posts. You'll find the information for my Patreon, where we have infields, analysis of those infields, exclusive Q&As, and we're also looking at texting analysis now. You can find information on coaching. That's by call and infield. And again, that's on my website, thomascrownpua.com. And you can also follow me on X at Crown Daygame. Last thing is, if you think you have a question or a topic that would be good for this series, then contact me there on X or via my website. Okay, so today we are talking about how to be a good wing. And I went through my notes on this podcast with Wolf the other day. I think he's uh, at Wolf Daygame on tw- on X, not on Twitter anymore. It's X now and uh, he gave me a few good suggestions which I'm going to point out as we go through so I've come up with 10 rules to follow now of course you know there could be there's probably way more than 10 things you can do to be a good wing but these are just the 10 that stood out to me when I was making this little listicle and so let's get started okay number one and this is the golden rule I think and that is the purpose of a winged session is to make your wing feel good so for me that means not having an uh, not having a going not going into the session thinking okay i'm here to approach i'm here to get this many approaches this many numbers instead expressly trying to make your wing feel good about themselves during the session so a lot of the rules that will come after this will be based on not making them feel bad but making them feel good will be things like obvious things like asking about them How their day is going, how their life is going, how their job is going, and generally trying to big them up a bit, make them feel good about themselves, and to create a good vibe between the two of you. Of course, what I recommend is that both of you have this aim, so you're both trying to make each other feel as good as possible. And then what you're hoping for is that this combined good vibe is going to create some value between the two of you and then when you go and talk to a girl when you each go and do your sets then you're going to carry some of that good vibe into it and of course if you're always hoping to make your wing feel good then the wing relationship is going to last much longer like of course when you're a beginner you meet some guys via telegram groups or forums and things and it can be a bit weird but when you do find a wing who you enjoy winging with then you really should treasure that relationship and uh, keep it going for as long as possible. Now one suggestion that Wolf had was that um, if you do want to do a targeted session, so if someone comes in saying oh I want to make sure I do 10 sets today then let your wing know about it at the start and as we're saying the golden rule you know make your wing feel as good as possible so if my wing said oh I want to do 10 sets today then I would be thinking okay right well I'm gonna need to push him into sets Or else if a guy says, I just want to have a quiet session, you know, I won't go, I won't be egging them on into sets, for example. Or if they are thinking about a certain technical thing they want to try, then I'll probably ask them about that technical thing, what they think about it, what they try to change, and uh, talk about them on that, talk with them on that topic. So that's number one. That's the golden rule, I think, is uh, the purpose of a winged session is to make your wing feel good. And that's in contrast to a solo session where it's like, I'm here for a reason, it's very targeted, I'm going to do these sets, I want to get, uh, you know, hopefully get a certain amount of numbers, but when you're doing a wing, wing session, in my opinion, the actual day game takes a back seat to you having a good time with your wing, and of course this is where that disclaimer of being an intermediate comes in, because I think, uh, of course this persists for a lot of guys into the intermediate stage, but even if I have fun with my wing, I'll still do the sets, I don't get lost in the conversation such that I don't approach... I can still keep my eyes on the road. If you were to use a driving analogy, anyway, let's move into rule number two, and that is take turns in approaching. Now, most most wings, um, you know, what you should do is come up with a a system for turn taking, and this is the usual one that I do with my wings, is that at the beginning of the session, play rock rock paper scissors to decide who gets the first turn, or Else, um, you know, you, you do that when you first see the girl that you both want to approach. And you take your turn when you approach a girl who you'd both like to approach. So let's say we're walking down the street, and I say, oh, what about her up there? And I say, oh, I like her. Then my wing says I like her. And so we go rock, paper, scissors. Whoever wins gets to do that set. And then we take it on turn, take it in turns from then on. So that's one important thing is don't just dash off to do the set. And um, You want to make sure you know whose turn it is, who's going to do it. Now when it comes to IOIs, this normally allows you to skip the turn system, because let's say me and my wing am walking along, we both find her attractive, but then she gives one of us an IOI, then that person is entitled to go and do the set. Now some people will say that that will take your turn up, and some people say that it won't. and. I think the big thing that comes down to whether it should or shouldn't is how many IOIs you get. So if one of you uh, gets a lot of IOIs and the other one doesn't, then you probably want to run a system where approaching off of an IOI counts as taking your turn. Because otherwise what you could have is, let's say I get a lot of IOIs and my wing doesn't, then I'll be approaching off of IOIs and then also when it's my turn I'll be getting the sets that we both like and that will create an imbalance where I might have done five sets and he might have only done one for example so really you actually want to be winging with someone who uh, gets a similar number of IOIs as you um, or else as well just to wing with a guy who has quite different tastes like my very first wing in day game a guy called Maz we winged together for about a year once we uh, both started day game and the great thing was we had nearly um, opposites in taste so we never really had an issue with turn-taking but you know of course if we ever wanted to do the same approach if we ever wanted to do the same set then we'd follow this system okay rule number three uh, don't wander off so stay in line of sight of your wings set but of course don't go in the girls line of sight one thing that's really bad is like you finish your set and you look around and your wings just not there anymore so then You walk down the street and see if he's there, he's not there. You try to call him, he doesn't pick up because his phone's on silent or he's in set. And it becomes a bit of a, like you're chasing each other around the streets, which isn't very good. Now here was a suggestion from Wolf, was that you also should never do a new set in the girl's line of sight. So for example, let's say I go and approach a girl and uh, she's going to be looking one way down the street, your wing shouldn't then go ahead and do an approach where she can see it happening, because of course that's going to raise some alarm bells. However, and we'll put this forward, was that this does give you a valid reason to leave the line of sight of your wing. So you might see a girl you want to approach and you actually let her go around the corner first before doing it so that you don't have to do the set in the line of sight of the girl who your wing is approaching. I hope that part made sense. Okay, point number four, don't stand too close to each other's sets. And really, you shouldn't be able to hear what the other guy is saying. Like, I've had a couple of scenarios before where my wing has kind of sidled up near to the set, and the girl was quite, um, even though maybe she couldn't see him directly in her 180 degree sort of peripheral vision, but she would only need to turn her head slightly to see that he was there. And it's a bit strange from the girl's perspective where, you know, she sees you walk along with your friend and now the guy is kind of sidling up to the set. So if you really want to hear each other in set, buy some microphones or do a WhatsApp or a Telegram call and um, put some headphones, like AirPods in or something, or put some headphones in like guys do so you can hear their set or else send each other some recordings. But I would say don't stand too close to to your wing sets. And number five, don't take too long with your own sets, especially especially if there's a big objection at the beginning of the set. So one thing that bugs me to hell when a guy comes, a wing comes back from like a 10-minute set, and I was like, oh, it was um, 10 minutes, that was quite long. And then he says, yeah, yeah, but in the first 20 seconds, she told me she had a boyfriend, and then I spent the rest of the time just trying to get around it. So this kind of breaks the golden rule, which is that you should be looking after your wings vibe as much as possible if you're in set and you get these objections then you should really think to yourself do I want to be standing here trying to get through the objection when my wings gonna to have to stand there and wait for me I'd recommend you actually find a wing who has a similar length of set as you so for me my sets I hope are normally about sort of five minutes max whereas if I'm winging with a guy If he does 10 to 15 minute sets, I'm going to be standing there just bored thinking, this is way too long. But if I was a similar kind of guy who did 10 to 15 minute sets, then I'd stand there thinking, okay, this is fine. Another suggestion from Wolf is, uh, of course, be considerate to each other. But we should all acknowledge that some sets require more time than others. So keep that in mind. Okay, number six. Don't brag about how you're doing that day and with dates and lays. Um, in general just don't brag because you don't want to get into a position where one of you is talking really positively and it makes the other one reflect on something that's not going as well for him so it could be anything you know one guy could be like oh I'm really loving my job right now Um, you know they're paying me so much money and this is so good we went to all these parties and then the other guy is like yeah nothing's happening for me at work of course you want to express positivity but do just be careful with um, causing a state crash in your wing by this comparison between the two of you, especially if a guy walks around talking about, oh, here's a load of dates I've got, I've had these lays, it's all going so well for me right now, and the other guy, it's not going so well for him. So just be considerate about the other person. Of course, in a perfect world, you would both be having a great time, and you could just be bouncing backwards and forwards with the positive stories. I think in general, I would say only talk about these things if if your wing asks you about it and again keep it brief you know don't brag that's the main thing don't brag. number seven uh, watch out for if you're talking too much and make sure to ask your wing about him so this was actually one of the red flags from the how to spot red flags in guys videos is like when you meet someone who only talks about themselves and you could jokingly set a timer in your head until they actually ask a question about you so number seven this rule is about talking to your wing about him uh, and making sure you're not talking too much in fact my sort of implicit aim when i'm talking to someone is actually to get them to talk about themselves so much that they get to a point where they say hold on you know we've been talking about me so much you know what's going on with you that's my sort of desired point when i'm getting uh, when i'm talking to a wing number eight don't interrupt his sets now that i think this one should be should kind of go without saying like you're you're not going to just barge into his set to be like come on mate hurry it up get a number or something of course if you're an intermediate you shouldn't I don't think any intermediate would be doing this anyway but one thing is to specifically never specifically go into a two set unless you've explicitly agreed that you want him to come in so I would say work from the assumption that if a guy does a two set that he wants to do it on his own and that if he wants you to come in he'll wave you over or else he'll say to you before the set, oh, come over in a few minutes, or just come with me into the set and we'll open them together. And that's just because when you're running a two set, it's totally different to if you and your mate are there with the two of them. And also, if you're talking to two girls and then suddenly your friend turns up and it's like, where'd he come from? You know, he just appeared out of nowhere. Okay, number nine, don't walk too fast. This is sort of related to my recommendation my ref- Sorry, my recommendation for this actually is just find someone who walks at a similar pace. That's the main thing. But uh, don't walk too fast. You would have heard this before, standard things of like guys value tapping by walking half a step ahead of you. Now, this isn't about value tapping because I don't think the people who just walk really fast are doing it on purpose to value tap you. I think they just walk fast or else some guys walk really fast because that's how their AA is, is expressing itself. So try your best to find someone who walks at a similar pace to you because you don't want to have to be either speeding up and using more energy in that or else yeah, the other person having to slow down unnecessarily. And number 10, really simple one, just be on time. Uh, I keep on banging this drum of being punctual, but I really think it's important. You know, if you're going to meet your wing, look at number rule number one, the golden rule. you yeah, know, Make sure your wing feels good. So you should even aim to get to the The meeting point five minutes early, just to make sure that you're there on time, so you're not making each other wait for each other. Okay, all right then, that's ten wing rules that you can follow. Uh, Like I said, you know, there's probably a ton of other rules out there, but these are the ten that really stick out to me. And I hope you enjoyed that podcast.